0: What's going on, people? Part one with K Fellows. Some of you thinking, yeah, who's K Fellows? Well, listen and find out. She's awesome. The episode is hilarious and uh, she's very insightful. Uh, you will definitely enjoy it. I won't even say, I hope you enjoy it. I know you will enjoy it. You'll be, you'll be emailing Tony and I and be like, hey, have her back on. And we'll be like, yeah, we're gonna. We have to have a part two. Dip shit. so uh <laughs> that's that's how it's gonna go i know it i know it uh hit us up on all the socials brendan at dadsww.com of course you want to hit me and tony at hate mail at dadsww.com and uh thanks for listening dads worldwide the first word in family management Family budgeting, insurance, bills,
1: food, vacations, research and development, homework, emails, phone calls. Last week we tried to do an oil change and ended up with a new car. Security. Doors are locked, windows shut, house alarm
2: is set, fingerless gloves, dads worldwide, loyal listeners, possibly you!
0: Welcome to another episode of Dads Worldwide. We will make you laugh. We might make you cry. We most certainly, somehow, some way, will make you a better parent. I am your very humble host. trying not to screw up this damn intro again. And next to me, the beautiful, the wonderful, he's here again. <laughs> he's not sick. He's not <laughs> coughing into the microphone. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. He is my lovely co-host. The
1: 15-time Revolutionary Wrestling Podcast Champion, non-chill-filtered, quadruple-distilled, your Blendmaster ceremonies himself, Tony fucking G. And you can find me on all of my social podcasting platforms at Linktree slash Tony the Rod. And yes, I am here once again, finally, with a correct intro. Congratulations, Mr. Brendan Roy, for a beautiful, beautiful intro. You got through it. No fumbles. That was amazing. I'm super proud of you. And you're sexy, too. Um, uh-huh. I... I so I cute. need a shower. Feeling not as sexy, but thank you for calling me beautiful anyway. I just mm. got back from the gym, so I'm. You can't see it at home because you're listening, but I am dressed very, very down. But just pretend I'm usually like I'm wearing my aviators and cowboy hat anyway. He's okay? le- he, folks. He, he's letting the guns out. Let
0: me put it that way. <laughs> he's letting
2: the
1: <laughs> guns. Oh out. yeah, Brendan. Oh the, yeah, the Instagram. My my fitness Instagram. You're gonna have. You're gonna be in heaven today. Oh, I, I just put a new post, I can't everybody. wait. I can't I wait.
0: Know uh well today, a very special guest uh I, I honestly can't believe haven't uh had her on like then it dawned on me once we once we started talking with her i'm like i haven't seen her in a while. So, uh, she's a co-founder of At Plea Justice. I'm reading your Instagram file because I think it profile because it's like perfect description of of you, trad wife, scrunchy mom, witchy witchy woman. That that's I didn't say that. She said that. Okay, don't you don't yeah. Uh, and Whatever, then ethical Brandon. life activist and feminist, K fellows.
3: What an introduction <laughs> that I wrote myself. <laughs> that you wrote yourself. It's perfect.
0: I said like I was like I was like I need some stuff. I need some stuff for this. And then I looked at it, I'm like, well damn. I was like, this is perfect. And I was like, I'm just gonna
3: read that. This is great. <laughs> Thank uh, you guys so much for having me on.
0: Uh, yeah, pleasure. absolutely, pleasure. We finally got
1: it synced up to where like it was beautiful trying to set this up. I'm like, okay, how about this day? Oh wait, I'm still on the road. How about this day? Uh, Brendan's like, no, I won't be home. She's like, yeah, I'll be home. And then okay, how about Saturday morning? And she's like, I can be ready by this time. Brendan's like, I'm busy, like right at that time. <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> fucking love being the middle guy setting this shit up. Awesome. <laughs>
0: So, yeah it's never uh once you get more than once,
1: the gym and everybody's like yeah let's go I'm like, oh shit i'll get out of here <laughs>
0: <laughs> once you get more than two people forget it like that's oh, just, yeah, it's, it, it's, a, it's just a, a, it's a nightmare it's always a nightmare so uh thank god we're not live what we're not thank god we're not live live oh live live you mean live 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 what, like live
1: you, what are you talking about <laughs> He's drunk. it is no you know what's weird, really,
0: sir. you know what's really weird is like Usually I'm drinking a beer or some whiskey, yeah. and instead it's coffee time. Uh, we're doing this in the morning, so very strange for me. Very strange. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah it's Still usually, whiskey in your coffee mug. On,
3: yeah. Um, yeah. Usually on podcasts I'm slightly elevated, but it seemed a little appropriate for eleven o'clock in the morning.
0: <laughs> slightly.
1: <laughs> slightly. I mean, slightly. it happens. I, I was gonna. I, I was, was gonna.
0: I, w- I was gonna bet you that, but I was gonna. I'll let. i Kay say that. I'll let Kay. <laughs> <laughs>
3: like a different kind of day yeah. whenever you're doing that at 11 a.m. Yeah. Like, I've had those days.
0: <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's necessary.
1: Is it a celebration-type <laughs> day, or is this just like a normal weekend day? Um,
3: <laughs> we haven't one of those weekends today. Oh, it's
1: a- like International Cake Day, everybody. Well, obviously, we have to now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely.
0: All I'm right, Kay, so this. you're, you're on Dads that. Worldwide. Normally, we have a guest on. We ask them the appropriate parenting question uh, associated with them. Uh, a lot of times, it's dad questions. Now, it is the mom questions. And I'm going to jump on here and say, Kay, what has been your proudest? Well, actually, what do you say? You have two two youngins, right? Mm-hmm. And you just surprised me when we were, you're, we were talking beforehand. You had 16 you were one of 16 siblings?
3: Yeah, so my my biological parents, my mom and my dad had me and my older brother, and then they got divorced, and they have both remarried. And my mom and my stepdad have <laughs> – they have 12 kids together. Oh, my God. And then I have a half-sister because wow. um, my, my biological father, he had um, one of my siblings with his girlfriend – um, she's a couple years younger than me. I've actually never met her. She lives in Texas. Um, and then him and my stepmom have two amongst them. So altogether, between all of my parents and half siblings, I have sixteen of them altogether. But I grew up with thirteen of them. Oh
0: my wow. god! So okay, so it's so like a Walton's house, or <laughs> yeah. this is two we, we
3: were fundamental Baptists. Yeah. <laughs> I would say I
0: would say one is a statement, and then two is a question. Well, like, yeah. Do they own a farm, and do they know that there's a cure for polio? <laughs> they actually
3: like... don't. If my mom had her way, they would live, like, in the middle of the woods somewhere <laughs> up in, like, northern Pennsylvania. Yeah. But um, they live, you know, they live in a nice neighborhood. They've got, like, an acre and a half of land. But, like, yeah, it's funny. It's I like going over there as somebody that doesn't live there anymore because – Back whenever I was a kid, there were no kids in the neighborhood, but now there's like a ton of them. So oh, you go nice. over to my mom's house, and it's just like their kids, other people's kids. There's just an explosion of children. It's like a farm of children all over my parents' yard.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. I can't imagine having that many siblings. I had three, but I, I yeah, I can't imagine having... 12, After that's like five, most,
3: they kind of all just blend together. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I was, was gonna say how, like, I
1: can't keep most people's names straight. that's and what I'm what already I was going. Suffering yeah. From like calling my kids the wrong name, and I've only got four. Yeah. Um, how in the blue hell? Like everybody had like custom shirts with their names on them, right? That's like, the, the amount only of way. times
3: I heard my mother say, like she's staring at a kid, and you can tell that they are in so much trouble, and she's like, as soon as Which I remember what your name is, you are in like, <laughs> so much trouble. <laughs>
1: You know, most people, like, fantasize, oh, my gosh, it'd be so nice to go buy a farm and have an entire farm that's, like, a reprieve for golden retrievers or a cat farm or i just love to have a bunch of, like, horses on a farm. This is a different way to go.
0: Yeah, interesting. uh, Farming children. Yeah.
3: Well, and they also have, (laughs) like, their one dog passed away, but at one point they did have two dogs and two cats, so... (laughs) 12 kids, and, like, my sister and her husband, like, they got pregnant unexpectedly before they got married, and with the economy being how it is, like, they were 18 and 21, like, they couldn't, so they live in a room in my parents' house, she's (laughs) pregnant with her second kid, so they've got, they've got... All twelve, except for my one sister, she joined the Marine Corps. So they have eleven kids of their own in the house, and then they have my sister, her husband, and their two kids.
0: Uh, like this house, holy that, crap! I, I, like. This could be a TV show, right? I mean, this is. Oh, We I mean, could
3: have easily had a TV show, but mom's like, there's no way I'm allowing cameras to follow me around and document my day to day because no. <laughs>
0: take, take that, Duggers. Yeah, we're awesome. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, this
3: is what it really looks like to grow up in a big family. Don't let those assholes fool you. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, this is K
1: plus eight. Give me a break. Yeah, <laughs> they're just starting out. Yeah. yeah. Oh my It was God. nice
3: though because after I had my kids, I can just take them over there and like scoot them in the back door like she'll never even know you're here. Go play. Like
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no roll call at this we'll be, point. We'll just be at two, we'll be back in 2. We'll be back in 2 hours. Just 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 blend in. That's like the, get that's like like the text, meme. Like,
3: like, are your kids the... here? Like No, what are you talking <laughs> about? This were your kids.
0: <laughs> that's like
1: the meme where the dog wears like the duck hat and say, "Oh, day 5. They haven't even noticed I'm here." yet Yeah.
0: <laughs> Oh, that's awesome! All right, uh, okay, wow. you're two, uh, boy, girl, boy, boy, girl, girl.
3: Um, I have a boy and a girl.
0: Awesome, awesome! All right, now your proudest what What's been your proudest mom moment?
3: Oh, that's a hard one. Honestly, so hard. I always like, say, I always so tell many of them. I always
0: tell people, like, what's the first thing that pops in your head? Boom.
3: The first thing that pops into my head was like my kids. Our daughter really snuck up on us, and my kids are 14 months apart. I had them 14 months apart.
0: Is that Irish um, twins? Is that what they call that?
3: Uh, they were almost. It, yeah. Irish twins are within the 12-month period. So if they're born gotcha. in the same year, they're gotcha. Irish twins. But yep. <laughs> came dangerously very close. Very <laughs> close. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, t- I said that to my friend. Wow. He had Irish twins. That's I quick, go, aren't you supposed to wait a little? He goes, yeah, we didn't. Okay, you uh, did. We didn't. Okay. we
3: didn't do that, okay?
0: <laughs> it didn't happen, all right?
3: Yeah, it's like I can do math, and I feel like the math isn't mapping. It's
0: not, not mathing out on this one. Let me check my content. I got card. used
1: to the status quo, and I wanted it back. I wasn't ready to give it up, so get up. my back. <laughs> Jeez. Uh,
3: probably my proudest moment was like, um, mm. my son is on the spectrum, um, not super on the spectrum, but like we had to get him tested fairly early. Cause it's like, he has some very, very serious food aversions and we just needed to learn how to like cope with it the best way possible so that we didn't inflict trauma on him. Of course. Um, yep. and it's made him incredibly sensitive. And, um, one time my daughter had she had gotten in trouble and she had been reprimanded and both my husband had talked to her and she was still very upset because she's a very, very sensitive child. (laughs) And my son is not an extremely vocal person and he doesn't express himself much with his words, but he went over and he like scooted her over onto his lap and was just comforting her. And they spent like 15 minutes just like embracing each other and talking about how much they loved and cared about each other. And they were like three and four at this point. And at that point like you can't help but take a little bit of credit for like <sighs> these amazing human beings that I'm creating. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: that's adorable. I love it. That, that is awesome. Yeah. It Any is time, so it is so nice anytime to see a that. kid yeah. like
1: Unprovoked, like comforts their sibling. It's just—it's
3: uh, it's the sweetest thing. It just like shatters my heart and puts it back together.
0: <laughs> yes, so they. So of- our kids, like when they're watching TV, it's so funny. They start apart, and then all of a sudden, by the end of the movie, it's they're like it's so to, funny to watch. On, watch my siblings do the same other. thing. Yeah.
3: We're all spread <laughs> out, you know, in our giant living room where there's yeah. barely any room for everybody to sit. And we spread out as much as we possibly can between the, you know, 30 people that are watching TV. Yeah. <laughs> but by the end of it, we're all, like, converged in the middle of the room.
1: <laughs> it's true. So that's another perplexing question for, like, having 90 kids in a house. How do you – who picks what to watch on TV? Well, Holy whenever
3: shit. I was in the house, because we grew up – we grew up essentially in – like, my parents don't like whenever I call it this, but it was essentially a cult. We grew up in a fundamental Baptist cult. Um, nice. It was like a trickle down of the web from the I, Bill Gothard's IBLP. We were like part of that web of indoctrination, and so whenever I was growing up, it was very, very strict what we were allowed to watch. They've mm-hmm. majorly relaxed. It was like, where were these parents whenever I was a teenager? Yeah, right? But whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> but right. like
3: they're way more relaxed now. But back whenever I was living in the house, essentially, like we had such limited options on what we watched. It's like. You have these three options. What are we watching? Because whatever we don't watch tonight, we're going to watch tomorrow before they take the TV away from us for the week.
1: That makes sense. Okay. <laughs> that, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. Now so it
3: just comes to blows. It's like whoever comes out on top gets to pick what they're watching.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's that's the
3: best
0: way to do it. So yeah, what, so what it, you're it telling is me is you didn't first. have purple hair growing up.
3: I did not. I was <laughs> okay, not allowed to you. color my hair yeah. growing up. <laughs> I can't imagine why it's been every color under the rainbow since I left yeah. home.
1: Shocking, <laughs> shocking. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. that doesn't explain anything. Yeah, not at all. Yeah,
3: I tell people that like I grew up in like a religious cult, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, that makes sense." That makes
1: actually, sense. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it now. All right. Yeah, my See, daughter's not I'm... allowed to call her weird. Her
3: I was <laughs> isolated as a child. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, my daughter's not allowed to cut or color her hair, not because of, like, religious views, just because it's so pretty, and I don't want her to fuck it up. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just so pretty. She's got, like, blonde, brunette. She's got, like, blonde tips, but it's all brunette and red. And uh, That's how
3: my so daughter's pretty. is. I and she always wants, she likes to have it, keep it cut like right under her chin. So you can't see the blonde and red highlights because oh. it doesn't get long Aww. enough. And I'm like, can you please
1: let your hair Yeah, down? leave it alone. I'm like, oh my God, you have all your like <laughs> later adult life to just ruin your hair.
0: <laughs> well, we Don't bought, do it now. We bought. So pretty. Uh, my son wanted to make his hair funky at one point. So like blue or something, something weird. And uh, so we <laughs> bought like uh, hair wax. Mm-hmm. So uh, it yeah. washes out super easy. You know, it's yeah. not permanent mm-hmm. and that type of thing. So it, it's fun oh. and it's fun. I, uh, I was, we were thing one, thing two. So I've made my beard blue. <sighs> That's awesome. nice. Yeah. So yeah, it's a lot of, it, it can be a quite a bit of fun. So the
3: haircuttery places for like specifically kids where I take my son to get his haircut because they're so great about him being autistic and oh, very yeah. sensitive about his hair. And they let him pick out a color for free whenever nice. he goes in That's and awesome, put it in yeah. his hair form. It's awesome. Yeah.
0: All right, Tony, you got another question?
1: Uh yeah, I do. Uh I I was I was two things. I'm I was way more boring and I dyed my hair white when I was still rocking a comb over mullet at 14, so nice. Yeah. I always just it was beautiful. Um so yeah. Still waiting yeah. on that picture. get that color. Still waiting on that picture. So they bleached it first and it was like piss yellow, like neon piss <laughs> yellow for like a week and then I went back. And they went white. But by that week, I already had dark roots showing. So it was like pure <laughs> platinum white with super dark roots underneath. It looked terrible. I feel like so if after you a month per- of that,
0: permed it, you might be like Sammy Hagar-ish at that point. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, after a month of that, and I went, okay, I feel kind of stupid now. Um, yeah, that was when the, the mullet went away, the comb over went away, and I started spiking it, and it was, like, really dark. and I, hey,
3: The mullet's like, coming back, thanks yeah. to Miley yeah, <laughs> yeah, finally, now
1: that I can't do it. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I went through like a Wayne static phase after that with like super tall, dark hair. It, yeah, whole thing. And by the way, today is um, National Banana Cream Pie Day. So if you want to celebrate, that's the reason mm, to.
0: There we go. <laughs> Thanks for looking that up. Well, you know, I had to. Very so important. by the time anybody yeah.
1: hears this, it'll be way too late. But Yeah, it, uh, it will not be Banana Cream it. Pie Day.
3: But have it's some weird. Banana Cream Pie anyway. Yeah, yeah.
1: Anyway, yes, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Let's go with, what do you want to make sure that your children or grandchildren will remember about you?
3: For me, I've really come to value my children understanding empathy towards other people. And I've really, really been pushing, especially, you know, with the with the news cycle that we're getting from around the world the last few months. You know, my kids have been asking me a lot of questions about the things that they've been seeing me watch through my screens. And just, I want my kids to remember about me that I cared about other people because I think that that's something that is majorly lacking in the world today. And I want, I think that's why whenever you asked me about my proudest parenting moment, seeing that empathy coming from my son was such a huge moment to me because I, more than anything, I want my kids to be decent human beings that are giving love and goodness back into what I see as an incredibly broken world. And if they're going to grow up, in this incredibly broken world, I want them to be putting empathy back into it.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Treat people how you want to be treated and yes. even better sometimes. So yeah, we, 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 push that on our kids like crazy. Yeah. like crazy. Yeah.
1: Be better than me. Be better than
0: me, please. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It's tough. Uh, we don't, we don't really let our ch- kids, uh, consume too much news. Cause it's, it's just awful. It's heartbreaking.
3: It's heartbreaking, it really and is. it's like it's blackbelling. Honestly, like it made I went through so many like phases over the last five months of just like I have to I have to step away because this mm. is not good for me. Like if I don't stop consuming it for at least a little while, it's going to do permanent damage to my psyche, and I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to come back from it.
0: Ugh, that's yeah, that's gross gross. Some people, the way they react about certain things, it, it, it's obvious. It's obvious they have a lack of empathy. Um, exactly. All right. What was the most important thing that your mom passed on to you?
3: Um, I think the most important thing that I got from my mother is that my mom is very... I want to say stubborn, but it's the best word that comes to mind. She's a very much stand your ground kind of person, uh, right or wrong. But a lot of the, especially whenever she's right, she's like, you you know, you're not going to, she's taught me to not tolerate people being disrespectful to me, not to tolerate people talking down and being condescending to me, um, which was a really big thing that um, it was kind of in my later years, having grown up in the environment that I did where women are taught to stand in the background and be quiet. You're supposed to be seen. You're not supposed to be heard. Um, even in that environment instilling on me that you don't let anybody bulldoze over top of you. You know, you speak up for yourself and you stand up for yourself. And more importantly, you stand up for the people that you care about.
0: That's shocking in the environment that she was in, that she was still able to push that onto you. Or yeah, it was, at, at least it was teach interesting
3: to you. watch as yeah. like, you know, moving through my teen years and I went through a lot hard of trauma. Her.
0: That must've been yeah. very hard for her.
3: It was, it was because, you know, we didn't start in that environment. You know, my mom wasn't raised super religious. She didn't grow up in church. And I was nine whenever we entered fundamental Baptist, um, evangelicalism. So it was an adjustment for all of us.
2: Yeah.
3: And even though like, you know, she's being told constantly, you know, we were the people that were Sunday night, Sunday morning, Wednesday night, sometimes in between extracurricular activities. We spent more time at that church than we spent at home. Um, And even with that messaging coming from every side, from everyone around us um, for 10 years, at least, um, it was something that like she struggled through a lot of years. And then whenever we came out the other side of it and me leaving home was actually one of the things that kind of kicked them out of that ideology good. was realizing that, you know, she has, a vo- she has just as much of a right to have an opinion and just as much of a right to have a voice. And whenever I moved on and started into activism, that was really an awakening moment for her to be like, this is my daughter that is speaking up, not just for herself, but for other people yeah. and doing a really good job in speaking over <laughs> top of men, that have horrible ideas about these, these things. Yeah. And it's like, I've been spending 10 years of my time being told that I do not speak over men. And so it was like a really interesting, like it was kind of a lesson that we taught to each other and grew in together through my teenage years and into my young adult years.
1: Another revelation of why you like uh, talking with people on the internet, because it's nothing but opportunities to yell and talk back. them. <laughs>
3: Go ahead and tell me that I'm wrong.
0: (laughs) Yes. I'll wait. I'll wait while you tell me I'm wrong. I'll wait. Oh, fantastic. All right, Tony.
1: Are there any things you wish you had done differently as a mother during any specific age range?
3: Oh, yeah, we're actually currently dealing with that right now. You know, growing up in an environment where I was like everything that I did and everything that I consumed was controlled. I wanted to be way more relaxed as a parent. And, you know, it's hard to find that healthy medium. And my (sighs) husband and I are dealing with that right now because we gave our children access to my husband's a gamer. So we've got an Xbox, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Nintendo Mm -hmm. Switch. Like we got all the gadgets because my husband's a gamer and he games with people through the Internet. And of course, my son, being autistic, he took to video games, specific ones, like really, really quickly, picked up on them Uh, really, really quickly. And like I was like, I want to support that. I want to encourage that. I, I grew up in an environment that said, you know, video games are harmful and blah, 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 blah. But I think that if he's good at it, something that he enjoys, he should have it not in excess because he's still a child and his brain's still developing, but he should be able to do that. Um, But then, you know, the Internet kicks in and like he likes to play with my my brothers. And that's one thing. But then we now have a problem of him wanting to play with other kids that he's Uh, meeting through these forums. And I'm like, this is a seven year old child and being an activist for 10 years, like I know the horrors of the Internet. And so we're having to like balance that out. And honestly, we're at a point where we had the discussion last night. I was like, honestly wish we had waited a little bit longer to give him any kind of access to the internet, because now we're having to pull back his privileges and that's upsetting him. It's like, if we had done this more incrementally, we wouldn't be having the issue. The fight.
0: Yeah. The (laughs) fight would be, the fight would be a little different. Yeah. I mean, and that's a tough thing. So we, uh, our family was, it was kind of like a prohibition on video games. Uh, and and it's just I'm not a gamer. Like mm-hmm. I have like Could you suck eight. at it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's accurate. That's accurate. Well, seriously, and that's like, why
3: I'm not a gamer. Exactly. <laughs> like
0: if, if you you should like I I don't enjoy it. Right? Like it's it's fun for like 15 minutes. Like I don't want to buy a console for five hundred dollars. And then play it for 15 minutes and then move along. I, bought the, I ended up buying a PlayStation yeah. 3 at one point because it had a Blu-ray player. So I was like, all right, well, I can, like, double. I can
3: Multi-purpose. D- exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: So um, now that was, like, I don't know, like 10 years ago. So I still have the same <clears throat> PlayStation 3. Um, we've started allowing the kids to play a few video games here and there. You know, my kids are eleven, nine, and four. Obviously the four year old's not playing. Uh, but the eleven to nine year old, you know, was talking with my wife and it was like, listen, they're gonna play eventually. They're gonna be going to a friend's house, they're gonna yeah. play. I mean, like, you know, yeah. and so we and we we limit their T V time and that type of thing. So they're kind of used to the prohibition for that as well. So I can see the I can see where the uh restrictions pulling back the restrictions extremely difficult. Yeah, Extremely
1: that's difficult. Yeah, it's like you're doing it in backwards motion. Like, okay, you they get older, so you give them more leeway. But now you're like, okay, we started here. We see oh, shit, shouldn't have started here. Now we got to move here. Oh, yeah, yeah. that'd be super difficult. And it's such
3: uncharted territory. uh, Like, we didn't have – like, my parents didn't have this problem whenever they were raising me. We didn't have social media until I was in high school. Like, Mm -hmm. this is brand new stuff that we as parents are having to deal with in the now that our parents didn't have to deal with. And so it's like, you can't even really help me with this because – like what advice are you gonna give me on how to regulate their internet access? You didn't have to do this with me.
0: <laughs> how, how do I keep how do I keep the paydos away from my kid from on the video oh, game forums? They don't I, they don't know how to do that? Like they don't know they, how oh to my do God. that. Thankfully like, neither of my
3: kids know how to read yet because uh, they like to play that Roblox game and like they play it on mm, my tablet and then I go on there and it's like six hundred friend requests, like all these yeah. message requests oh. from these randos, and I'm like, Thank God my kids can't read yet. It's like these people are fucking creeps.
1: Yeah.
0: So weird. The
1: worst. Absolutely the worst. Like, I I made the mistake of not knowing what Fortnite was and not realizing it's basically Call of Duty without the blood and gore.
0: Really? That's what so it is. I, I, I seriously don't it, know. I, I didn't I, know this. We don't play it. I, we don't play it. Yeah. I didn't
1: know what it was, but I got my, my oldest uh, a PS4 for Christmas because like, I was not about to drop that much money on a PS5. Because uh, we had to get other Christmas gifts, too. So we got him that. <laughs> for me, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> or that, you know, whatever. So we get him that, and then a few, like a month ago, maybe, he asked me, can we download Fortnite? It's free. I'm like, oh, yeah, free game? Absolutely. That's what the kids play. Sounds good. Go ahead. And I'm, he's like, do you want to play with After they've been playing for, like, two hours. I'm like, hey, do you want to play? I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. i will like, oh, I know how to play this all of a sudden. Uh, oh, that's what this is. Like, okay, well, at least it's not bloody and gory, like, and but, not super realistic. But you're still
0: shooting but, people? Yeah. Well, they just go around shooting
3: each other.
1: Yeah.
0: it's uh, This is yeah. shocking it's to me. Those, I, I guess it's I, one of
1: those 100 people start the match, and the map shrinks, and you all, like, run, bum rush the center and off each other the whole way.
3: But it's weird. Not not to brag
1: or anything, but me and my son did win a battle royale.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because, like, if you get into, like, an average Fortnite lobby, it's all little kids because older kids and adults don't like to play it because they, like, my husband calls it Call of Duty meets Minecraft because, like, you can be, like, shooting at someone and they can just build a wall in front of you. And he's, like... I don't understand this game, but my kids don't, absolutely oh God, when it. When the
1: walls start going up, I'm like, I, I'm
0: done. I don't know yeah.
3: what's happening. Like, what no. the heck? Like, this yeah. is not realistic at all. I shot you in <laughs> the I face and
0: you built a wall. What? what? <laughs> what? Yeah. But
3: like, my kids are upstairs was... playing it with my brothers right now, and they're all just yeah. killing each other and getting mad at each other for killing each other whenever <laughs> that's the whole purpose of the game.
1: Well, the worst thing was like last weekend we're, we're at home and all of a sudden it was like a Saturday, it was Saturday. And all of a sudden one of the random kids from my oldest class just shows up, whatever. He comes in and they start playing because of course they do. And he knows the game apparently very well. And he's telling me as they're playing, yeah, I got a little bit in trouble because I was talking to a guy from Mexico city and I told him where I lived and blah, blah, blah. You, you did what? You, you did fucking what? kid? No, you did. not No, tell me you're joking. He's not joking. And by the way, this kid is like, uh, he would make a bunch of sailors blush. Like, this kid comes <laughs> in and just starts dropping bars that like Eminem would be jealous of. I'm like, holy shit, the mouth on this kid. I could, like, it blows me away. Every, like, I know by now this kid cusses a, like crazy, but every time I hear it, I'm like, oh my <laughs> God, something. <laughs> needs to be done here. Tony's totally blushing. So yeah, I wasn't <laughs> super surprised. But yeah, it's uh it's different that's, now. That's like, wonderful. Yeah, it's wonderful. And I know kids cuss. Like, but to do it so openly in front of the parents, I'm like, is it just us? Are we just like the laid back parents? I know apparently not. Apparently this kid goes to other houses and it's just filter goes off and he's just a <laughs> yeah
3: i thought of, that i was a laid-back parent until yeah. like, my kids started being friends with other kids outside of like my immediate family and i'm like oh no i'm not <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah no, you you uh yeah you know a free-range parent when you find when you see him,
1: <laughs> you know them.
0: yeah yep uh and it's i don't know there's no fine line i think between helicoptering and uh and free range, right? Like th- that's not a fine line. There's, there's, there's definitely gray area in between. So,
3: you know, it's so <laughs> funny because my older brother, he's got three and he's, you know, we were raised in the exact same house and you know, whenever you grow up with, 14 siblings in the house with you Mm -hmm. by the time you have your own kids it's like you're fine walk it off it's good go play leave me alone but my brother had a lot of experience is such a helicopter parent and my mom and i will go places with him and we'll sit on like a blanket or a bench and observe our children and watch him walking around behind his kids and just laugh at him
0: (laughs) how old are his kids are they like super Um, young
3: they are. They are. His kids are super close together too. He's got um uh, a four year old, a two year old, and an eight month
1: old. Ah, didn't waste much time either. Yeah, right. not, no, at not at all. Not at
0: all. That's awesome. All right, one more question each. I think we'll 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 call it. Um, and get into the actual subject oh, yes. of the day. Yes. Which we I can't wait. I can't wait. So very uh, important question. Uh, okay, uh, zombie apocalypse. Where are you going? What weapon are you are you using?
3: I love that you brought this up because like my mom sends me like random crap all the time. And the other day <laughs> she sent me a Facebook like. You know how realtors are like list like properties on Facebook that they're selling. Like yeah. look at this property. Yeah. That. There's this guy that is selling a literal castle up in Connecticut. It nice. is and it's built like so. There's a there's a gate at the opening and the gate opens up to a bridge that goes over water to an island where this castle is built Interesting. and it's completely surrounded by water in the middle of like this giant river in connecticut i'm like well i don't have 29 million dollars to buy this mm. but if the zombie apocalypse ever breaks out we're going to connecticut yeah
0: yeah i mean like easily that's a choke point absolutely that's a joke it's got
3: point. like a full gourmet kitchen like that's like meant to be staffed like fully staffed in its basement
1: ooh like, Not that you'll be able to do that during a zombie apocalypse, but No, it's like month.
3: we won't be able to staff the kitchen, but <laughs> <laughs> at least there's plenty of room. You know, whenever it yeah. comes down to like, you know, brass tacks and we have to decide which child we're gonna eat to survive. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like, yeah.
3: we'll have all of the tools needed.
0: It's it's the portly one, that's usually the answer. <laughs> yeah, because you'll you'll have time to fatten the other one up. Yeah, yeah. So, that way yeah. yeah, you can eat it later. And also, yeah. you
3: know, the benefits of having so many of them. There's yeah. plenty of issues. Yeah,
0: that is true. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Two pronged question though: Where are you going, and what weapon are you using?
3: Uh, well, you've got to use like guns are stupid; they draw attention. You got to mm. use a blade of some kind. It's okay. got to be Can't quiet. Be
1: good with it early. Yep. Yep.
3: Honestly, my husband's got samurai swords in the garage that his brother gave him.
0: Probably going with seems that. fairly, yeah. yeah. It
3: seems it seems fairly. I, like, I I would probably grab at least one of those. <laughs> I
0: also chose a sword, uh, like a samurai sword. Although I do really worry that I probably hack off my limb, one of my limbs, while. <laughs> going after a zombie so that is worrisome in my respect so i'd have to carry a tourniquet <laughs> like just Maybe in case a shorter blade yeah <laughs> with yeah a little I bit just, more control yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I carry a
1: shetty in a sheath in between the seat and my console in my truck just you know in case well, yeah you never know. a zombie apocalypse but not not a zombie apocalypse yeah. so i think it's got a little bit of range a little easier very much feel.
3: so also if you have a strong enough taser and you hit the like you hit it just right the part of the brain that stays alive in a zombie you can fry it out.
0: Ooh, that's new it's information quiet. for me. Yeah,
1: never All thought right. about a taser. Mm.
0: All right, Tony, you're up. Okay, super
1: important, very serious, uh, mm. very detrimental question: Does pineapple go on a pizza? Yes or no? No. <laughs> no. I finally Damn. okay Damn. after
3: 22 yes. years of never having pineapple on pizza, I finally tried it, mm-hmm. and I was like. This is fucking disgusting.
2: I don't know why. <laughs> but...
3: Thank you. <laughs> yes. Nailed it. Tomato and pineapple are two flavors that do not belong together. Yeah, and I we do. need to just accept that as a civilization and move on. It, Put something oh, else on and, your pizza.
1: <laughs> oh, and the worst, like, if you go to, like, a Mexican restaurant and you order a burrito and you fuck up what you're trying to order and you don't read the fine, or they just don't have it printed, and you get the pork burrito that has the pineapple in it, no, also no.
0: ruins your day. Oh, no. Oh, oh just, no. Oh, no. That, like, yeah, when it's pineapple should never it's even be worse.
3: anywhere near well, Mexican food. Oh no, no? that's
0: like pineapple Absolutely salsa not. or mango salsa. I hate you, people. Whoever invented that, you should you should die. Like this it's is the like, whitest awful. thing I've ever heard. Seriously, you're yeah. ruining Mexican food. You're serious, like it's like Mexicans
3: right. don't gatekeep a whole lot of stuff, guys. No. Like we're not yeah. out here gatekeeping. Like we want white <laughs> people celebrating Cinco de Mayo because it's not even like a real celebration anyway. But like, oh, stop know, putting fruit in your salsa. It's fucking it. weird.
0: That was a Southern California, you know, that was like a Southern yeah. California douchebag thing. Like, they were like, oh, let's put mango in here. <laughs> like, like, fuck like, you.
3: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> They're killing our people at the border, and you're putting fruit in our salsa.
0: <laughs> I just found the title That'd for this episode, eggs. Fuck Mango Salsa. This is great. Yeah, I love it. That's... I love it. I love how we all agree on this one thing. This oh, is yeah. like, this, this is perfect. <laughs> I will
1: really die on good. that hill, yeah. Get
3: yeah. the fruit out of the salsa. So. Uh, that was the heart like, so freaking hard for me and my brother and my mom whenever we moved here because, like, my mom met my stepdad. That we lived in North Carolina, and we're all from Texas, and moving up here trying to find some freaking decent Mexican food. Oh, no. <laughs> it like, does not what, exist. What? Like, do all of the people up in the Northeast just not know that not shitty Mexican food exists? <laughs>
0: yes. It's true. It, it's tr- like – okay, so I was in the Southwest for – like two and a half, three years in, uh, actually in New Mexico. Right. So mm-hmm. I traveled through where you, uh, you're, uh, you were in Texas. Right. So, uh, it's just amazing the food in the Southwest. And then you come back up here and it's like, it's just, there's, it's nowhere. It's and so when you bland. do, when you do find it, it's like an Island, right? You're like, you're like, Oh my God, this is an <laughs> oasis. You're like, you're like, this is, this is the place. So I moved into New Hampshire, and I found my island. I found the oasis. I was like, this place actually has unbelievable Mexican food. Ice raided it, and they were closed down.
3: Oh! Oh, that's uh, the worst thing ever. It's funny. It's funny that you live in New Hampshire. My my husband's family vacations in New Hampshire every summer. Um and they've been doing it ever since he was a kid cuz my father-in-law's from New Hampshire. Yeah. And last year whenever we went, we stayed in a different area. We stayed up in like the Ashland area yep. at this campground and like right around the corner from our campground was this brand new Mexican restaurant that had just opened up. We were there for 10 days. I think we ate there five times.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> this is
3: so good. Whenever you find good Mexican Only food, it's five? like, just give me all the good Mexican food. Yeah,
0: there's, there's a couple in New Hampshire. It, it actually, they, it, it's funny. Like they'll close down and then they'll pop up somewhere else. It's it's really funny. Like, I, I don't know. If we're they... like
3: cockroaches, guys. Can't get rid of us. <laughs> I'm, not,
1: I'm not hurting for good Mexican food. Like the two of the towns that I've been in the most here recently on the road, I' am not even kidding. They're not even that big of towns, and you've probably got minimum ten different locations. Damn, probably fifteen if you add the trucks. Like, and it's 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 insane. When I go on the on the road in the summer, I eventually here back to the one I was just in, there's probably twenty ish, and I'm like, I'll be there for like six weeks. I think it's gonna be my goal this year to eat at each one. I think I think I, I owe that to society you know, start a Yelp thing and myself really ever. you so- that
3: thing, like, uh, do you know that guy that, um, he's really, really popular on TikTok? His name's Keith Lee. He just goes around and like reviews restaurants all over the United States. Really, And whenever his platform got big enough, he was able to actually like get enough attention on these restaurants post COVID to keep them from shutting down. Uh, like get people lining awesome. out at the door. It's awesome. He saved so uh, many like small owned businesses over the years. It's awesome. It's the
1: same guy I saw that like, when he had Runza for the first time, it like blew his fucking mind.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, like wait, 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 wait! Are you seriously telling me that someone had Runza and that blew their mind?
1: Yes, actually. I know, I know. Chicken took you to a bad one, probably. Don't, I, just, oh, come on!
0: Are you, is that really what you're going with? Like, you yeah, hot- let's like like just
3: blame that. it on Chicken. What did you, what did you have? Like, way you,
0: to go! I had like a glorified hot pocket. Like, what? <laughs> what the f- I don't get it. I do it was okay. I don't think it like blew my mind or anything. I, <laughs> it's a pocket. Okay, I, I don't hot even pocket. like cabbage.
1: All right. I don't even like cabbage, but I'll
0: still eat a runza. Oh like my it's God. it's pretty I've good.
3: never had a runza. Uh
0: yes. Yeah. You're not messing with
1: it's it's life changing. Don't listen to this <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's life changing because you're like, well, I've had it. I don't need to have it this again. <laughs> yeah, I do prefer. Their I do need to go to the toilet though. Runs. Thanks. Unfortunately,
3: um, I am in the stage of life where I pick every. We pick our restaurants based on whether or not our tics, our autistic child will eat there.
0: Yeah. Oh, like, oh like, do yeah. they yeah. have chicken yeah, fingers
3: yeah. and French fries though?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so there's yes. a there's a taco place in Hillsborough, New Hampshire. Hillsborough, New Hampshire is a tiny little town. It is a pimple on the ass of New Hampshire. It is like, there's like nothing there, but this taco place is there. It's called Taco Biondo. And every time I go by there, I stop and buy a taco. Probably two actually, Uh, two, there's two. So (laughs) it's, it's amazing. Um, These people, I don't think, I think he was, he was out in uh, Southern California and learn how to make food. And I mean, he brought Southern California to Hillsborough, New Hampshire. It is <laughs> unbelievable. I haven't had a bad taco there yet. It's awesome. So if to you be ever fu- fair,
3: what's that? Brendan, I don't trust people that go to taco places and only buy one taco. No,
0: yeah, you shouldn't. They're serial killers. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's like, you yeah. know, people that like wear socks with sandals, people that only order one taco. Okay, at a taco whoa, whoa,
0: place. whoa. Now let's 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 back <laughs> off a little bit. Yeah. This is it's a dad podcast. It, okay, Kay? No, no.
1: Like, um, up are, on we, that. are we talking open toe sandals or like thong sandals? Because I've done both. The
0: slip ons. Sl- yeah. Okay, yeah.
1: Yeah. okay i
3: try to be extremely non-judgmental of people out in public but if i see you wearing socks with flip-flops i am going to so obviously judge you that everybody around me is gonna know that i'm judging you
1: it, it's more it's of a
2: giving, convenience like,
3: helping mom carry in the groceries and there were no other shoes at the door
0: <laughs> that, that's, yeah, how, that's, how, that, convenience. that's how uh, that's how i feel about people that wear patchouli oil okay uh,
3: that's fair it, it's That's awful. It smells it's so bad. so bad.
0: So bad. All right, I here we go. I had
3: a midwife with both of my burrs, and it's like, I need you to stop with I the ne- patchouli oil. It's <laughs> killing For me. For the love
0: of God, stop. Okay, so. I'm th-
3: going to throw up my baby. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, God.
3: Oh, boy.
0: Okay, here we go. I this is, this is why we break Kate on. We've had two episodes where we actually broke down a couple of her... <clears throat> um of her most popular articles one was the dad privilege uh oh holiday dad privilege uh the other one we i think we just went on her about um yeah i think we just kind of
3: per- that was it. probably an interesting read it
0: was so interesting yeah. how, uh, sh- so, how so how familiar are you at all familiar with this person Kay? Zon. this
3: does not look familiar
0: yeah. So Zon Villaness. I. So I'm, I'm. guessing that's not a real name, right? Like I'm. I would hope
1: not. Yeah. Right.
0: I don't know because it sounds like she should be
1: like the villain in a new Hundred and One Dalbations movie.
3: <laughs> I can see it. She could. But instead of puppies, <laughs> apparently it's babies.
0: So yeah, yeah. she. She. The. I, we can't go through the about because the about is already like a huge. Like already like a bunch of article, but like even in the first couple of paragraphs, she completely like uh, contradicts herself um, telling like this is this is for mothers. It's not really for mothers. It's kind of for mothers, yeah. but it's not really for mothers. You know, so like, yeah. it's like just
3: pick a lane, please. Exactly, this
0: is for
1: hating men it's, and only hating men.
0: Yeah, that's like actually men. that's actually oh, that's I actually mean. way more accurate, uh, actually, yeah. than what she wrote. So, um, so I figured we would just pick an article, and I think Kate, I think you should pick. Uh, but I oh. this this one Tony sent me. Oh I, my God. I yeah, thought it was so that one funny. Blew my mind. This blew uh, do mind. Het, do heterosexual men actually want sex? Question mark or do they just want to complain about it i was like I was like how is that even a question like
3: I'm yeah like, like i'm not out here being like huh do men want sex
0: i constantly the
3: no. of the century yeah i constantly
0: <laughs> turned not, down my wife no. because i just want to yeah. complain about it yeah like i constantly
1: <laughs> yeah i wanted to snuggle and i wanted a reason to complain but whatever it's fine it's, i just
3: wanted a back rub jeez yeah.
1: the advantage of me <laughs> <laughs>
0: I had a headache I last mean, night. I had a headache. Okay.
3: God, <laughs> wasn't that all you ever think about? Jeez. Yeah. So I have a personality. Yeah. Women just don't ever want to get to know me. For me, I want you yeah. to love
0: me on the inside. <laughs> oh man okay so this this so this is what we're going through okay like this these are the articles that she right so resources for women in crisis like i'm sure this is really good like i mean i don't yeah, know if she has. That that's
3: probably a really good article I'm like guessing, i understand what you're saying guessing. now of like it's sprinkled in with some things that are that. actually decent advice and yes. then it's like this is decent advice this is completely unhinged well, this is decent advice <laughs> well, <laughs> she's see, off the deep end on this one well
0: <laughs> I, I mean the the okay. Let me let me let me caveat this right. Like the title to this article: "Resources for Women in Crisis: Escaping Domestic Violence, Financial Assistance, and More." Okay, I don't know if the article sounds good. I don't know if the article is good, but at least I feel like okay, she's going in the right direction, and this is super important. I had a friend who (laughs) left her uh, abusive husband, and if she had more assistance and help, maybe she wouldn't be back with him. So right, so like that would be a good thing but then yeah you go to the next article and she's wondering if heterosexual men actually want sex so like i don't I, I, yeah so it's just it's just all she's all over the place you
3: so. know what i'm really curious about What's because that? like so the resources for women in crisis you know a domestic violence resources that's great and then you have the whole heterosexual men wanting sex thing and it's like objectively well not objectively but seemingly good objectively bad yeah and then you have that one at the bottom relationship red flags an ongoing and detailed list now an average person would look at this and be like oh it's like the domestic violence resources like let's make a list of things to look out for in relationships but to me whenever you scroll down and i saw that one i was like that one that one right there because i can almost guarantee you there are red flags in this article that are not red
1: flags
0: okay here we go i think we actually i did we go over this one tony
1: I don't think so. Okay. I'm, I'm reminded of the, the ongoing TikTok series I see where a guy goes through TikTok and finds women who are ranting about what gives them the ick that guys do, and he's up to like 550, and it's like, <laughs> don't cough in public. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's amazing.
3: It's so ridiculous, the things that... Even like, you know, I'm barely a millennial. I was born in nineteen ninety four. They call they refer to me as a zillennial. Uh, But like even like younger millennials like me into Gen Z, like the things that young women are now considering to be red flags in relationships is genuinely alarming to me. Like I'm somebody, my husband and I are about to celebrate nine years of marriage. We've been together for a decade. We're very, very happily married. I met him at 19 years old. We have been together ever since then. Like I can walk you through what some red (laughs) flags are and I can walk you through what some of your red flags are because the reality (laughs) is, is that dating is the way that it is because of men and women.
0: Oh yeah. There's a, there's a two sides. There's two sides. way yeah, street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, in a patriarchal society, okay, uh, we spend far more time. Uh, see, I just I don't I don't agree <laughs> right with away. this. It's like, like, it's just,
1: <laughs> right away,
0: correct me if I'm <laughs> wrong. Right, like I just I I find it I find it hard to believe. How many Tony? How many NK? How many people do you know? Like. I I I talked to someone yesterday, and I'm like, yeah, I need to check with my wife and make sure my schedule's, you know, like the the family oh, schedule's yeah. good to go. Like, I'm not gonna agree to go to a Bruins game until I talk to my wife about it. Like, yeah. So
1: I generally so, confer with her over everything because I'm like, I know I'm forgetting and, something, and just
0: and like and just society in general, and even on TV, everyone jokes about how the women run the freaking family, they run the household, they run everything so are we really like a whole society of like patriarchal like are we really okay what do you think about this i I, I just i find it hard to believe that we're still there like we're not in the 50s anymore this is not the 50s
3: well like here's my issue is like okay so if you want to address any of like patriarchal undertones that we still see in current modern day 2024 society mm-hmm. first of all majority of patriarchal um establishments are within sex of society that are actively choosing to live that way. I grew up in a very very patriarchal community. Yes. They choose to live that way. Whenever you're talking about, you know, the average woman that does not want to have that kind of relationship. Um I live I my husband and I have a very very traditional relationship. He's the primary breadwinner. He's the kind of like makes the decisions at the end of the day, but we can we talk with each other. It's a decision that we make together. Um, for me, a woman that does not want to live a traditional lifestyle, that doesn't want to have that kind of relationship, I think that the driving problem behind why so many women feel so unsatisfied in relationships and why they feel like there's such a massive problem that needs to be fixed is because we're seeing a breakdown in how relationships form And people are not dating within the communities that align with their values. There are plenty of men out in the dating market that want to have more 50-50 type relationships. There are plenty of men out in the dating market that want trad wives. And whenever you are out on the dating market and you know that certain people are not going to align with your viewpoints, it doesn't matter if you connect on on an emotional level, on a physical Physical level, level, if there's attraction there. Like, whenever it comes down to core values, you are going to make yourself miserable in a relationship with someone that does not share your core values. And if that is something that they are not willing to compromise on and you're not willing to compromise on, thank you. This has been nice and you move on. You are more often than not. What I'm seeing is the breakdown in these relationships to where they just cannot make peace with each other because they're fighting over this, that, and the other is because these are things that should have been established in the very, very early ages of your relationship. And now you're married, you've got kids, you've got, collective debts and you are tethered to each other for the rest of your lives because you did not take seriously choosing a life partner and that's what marriage is if you're sleeping with someone if you're thinking about getting married to someone you are tethering that yourself to that person for the rest of your life take it more seriously
0: yeah yeah Uh, see i feel like we could just skip this article now (laughs) Like we don't even need to look at red flags Cages, cages no, I want to see the flags. I want to know
3: what the red flags are. I want to know what she considers to be a okay, red flag. Well, first flag, of whatever, all, we need to go
0: through it. yellow flags. This oh, is my ridiculous. God, there's yellow. Okay. All right. so in a I'm pa-
1: guessing yellow are
0: going to be... Pretty, tales. In a patriarchal society, which only exists for this woman, we spend far more time <laughs> playing marriage games and talking about princesses and generally socializing girls to be compliant and unquestioning. Okay. And then we try to get te- through it. I know. <laughs> I know it's just so we, like the first sentence. Then we do teaching them about how to have good relationships. No wonder so many of us end up in bad relationships. In many cases, the very behaviors we've been told to seek out are actually significant red flags. Like again, like so. This paragraph is not as a whole. Completely terrible, but there's like these little things in there that are just who the hell is raising their daughter to be compliant? She's and reminding unquestioning? you that you're evil. Like-
3: I was I was raised to be compliant, but this and but- quiet, and I I grew up in the society that she's that she is talking about here and the reality is is that I came out the other side of that society as an adult and I learned and grew (laughs) in going out into the world and getting married and being in relationships with other people and as an adult human being I used my brain and was able to work through the fact like this is toxic behavior and even though this was normalized for me and pushed on me as good behavior I have a brain in my head that I can work through the fact that this is bad behavior. This is toxic behavior and move on. We, she wants to talk about this as like, this is like a systematic problem that we need to fix in order for (laughs) people to stop getting in bad relationships. I am currently raising a daughter. I will teach her all the way through her life about what is not okay, what is not acceptable behavior, what you should not tolerate whenever you start dating. And this person, if she is raising kids, can do the exact same thing. I'm going to teach my son how to treat a woman. It's like you start this systematic change that you want to see, in your own house with your own kids in your own relationships if you're fed up with your relationship or you know in her one article she's talking about we're tired of being this and we're tired of being yeah. that and it's like if you're tired of it then fix it yeah, stop that's... complaining about it and fix
0: it but then but like you said you grew up in that but that's a small sect of society right like that's you're mm-hmm. looking at like a sliver of society in that in that respect I mean I didn't grow up that way my parents uh, I mean I didn't have a sister but I, I mean I, I can't imagine and uh, I had cousins you know, female cousins that I was super close with. They were more my sister than they were my. They're not even not technically not even my cousin, but like, I mean, I grew up with these people, and I I never once saw that. I I don't know of any. I don't know of anyone I can think of that was taught to be like subservient and unquestioning. Like this, this, this to me is just. And that I grew up at. I grew up in the eighties. Okay, I grew up in the eighties. So I, to say that it doesn't exist would be a lie, right? But to say that it exists as a societal problem. I just, I don't see that.
3: Well, see, for me, like my issue is like, if you want to talk about patriarchal ideas being a societal problem, you know, we have to, you know, you have the rise of the red pill community and you have statistics showing that as women are moving more left, men are moving more right and more conservative. And for a lot of women, that's a little bit concerning because they've been in the dating market for the last few years where red pill has been running rampant yeah. and, and, <laughs> I would never want to be single in that environment. So I don't blame them. But the reality is, is that whenever, if you want to talk about these issues as a systemic problem, then you need to talk about the issues through a systemic solution. And the reality is, is that there is no systemic solution to solving patriarchal views being pushed on young children. You have to do that individually in your home. You have to Put forth the efforts to make sure that whenever your children grow and become active parts of their communities and society, that they are being good people, that they're not promoting these ideas and that you're not perpetuating these ideas while you are a current member of your community. Like that's how you start making effective change so that your children are not living in an environment or a community where they're pushing those ideas on them that you think are harmful.
0: Yep. Agreed. All right. Well, that's the first paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be like three hours. It's not on women to end misogyny or abuse, but men show no signs of changing. So one of the...
2: <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs>
0: So.
3: this is exactly what i'm talking about yeah. like, like this yeah. is the problem and it's not our job to fix it but the people that i think whose job it is to fix it um they're, they're not, not, not fixing it they're not so gonna do nobody's it. gonna fix it and i'm just gonna tell you how to like <laughs> try not to die i guess this is the worst zombie apocalypse like how-to <laughs> guide i've ever read <laughs> uh, we're all gonna die yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh, so one of, the very best, one of the very best ways for women to protect themselves is to know the early warning signs and oh, leave at wait. the first indication of trouble.
1: Oh, oh, you, oh, man, I can't wait. Yeah, It's going to be amazing.
0: I've written in more detail about choosing a partner here here and here there are links to articles and i've never covered red flags in detail before here's my list please offer your own in the comments and i will continue okay, to build this know. list there's a lively also a lively discussion on my facebook page i urge you to read the thread in its entirety because it's truly a font of wisdom is that <laughs> really?
2: i bet it is.
0: is is it a font of wisdom or a fountain of wisdom i, I think I'm,
1: I'm assuming she meant fountain yeah but she's the okay. writer what do i know what
0: do i know yeah i'm not a writer I barely passed <laughs> high school. So here we go. Yellow flags. These are behaviors that could be a bad sign, but could also just be quirks of personality or circumstance. The more yellow flags you observe, the more vulnerable the more vulnerable you are. Proceed with <laughs> caution. All right. Here we go. Number 1. Being too invested in his friends' opinions. Patriarcher mean patriarchy means a group of men groups of men are rarely, rarely a positive influence a man who wants Holy to God. impress his friends is a man who can be goaded into bad behavior i don't
3: even yeah, there's so much wrong with this i don't yeah. i don't even know
0: yeah, where yeah. to start let's let, like, let's, let's unless uh, something really let, let's try to get through a couple oh and, man that's um, amazing excessively flirtatious relationships with other women if you are in or hope to be in a monogamous relationship well yeah, That one seems more grounded. That's actually like, that should be a red flag. Like if you're- That
3: absolutely should be a red <laughs> right? flag.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Um, and
3: honestly, the first one, whenever you think about it and break it down, anybody that is too invested in any opinions outside of his relationships, particularly about your relationship, whether they are a man or a woman, they're yeah. way more interested in wanting to oppress the people around them than they are in like investing into you in your opinion about your life and your relationship. That is Outright, a red flag, well, the, and yeah, anybody that you security. are dating yeah. that is in a friend group that is a negative influence on them—that's just immaturity, and that's a red flag. Yeah, like
1: yeah, but there's no caveat there. It's just if if he's in a group of friends, it's just a red flag because they could possibly.
3: Does your man have friends? Red <laughs> yeah. flag.
1: Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, wait to say. like, wait a second. Like, if if
0: if you're lucky enough to have a group of people that you love hanging around. You, there's always that one guy that you're just like, yeah. Yeah, that's Steve. He's trouble. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I just read the
1: next one. Oh, this is this uh, going to be great. Oh, I love her. I love job. her reasoning on the third one. Uh, regularly going to strip clubs. Fine. If that's not uh, agreeable in your relationship, that makes sense. But she follows it up with, there's nothing wrong with sex work or with strippers. So got to make sure that the the, the, p- the women reading this uh, aren't offended because of their OnlyFans page, that's what that sentence is. I guarantee it. And she follows up with, "But men who want to buy access to women overwhelmingly overwhelmingly want to dominate women." So I love the second sentence saying it's okay that you're a whore for money. And the following sentence is, "But all the men that you service are evil."
3: <laughs> I just I don't understand that's
0: the, that's the, like yes that's logically the way follow. that
3: I look at. The sex work industry is for me, like, first of all, it's massively oversaturated. It's ridiculous that this is being promoted to freshly 18, fresh out of high school. Like I became an adult. I'm starting an OnlyFans. Like that's very, very disturbing. Show yeah. your
1: boobs um, and you get a trend. bunch of money. <laughs> Bad trend.
3: <laughs> I understand the argument that, you know, without without men purchasing Sexual material and going to strip clubs the industry would widely collapse because not enough women participate actively in it um i understand that argument and how you know without women willingly engaging in the sex work industry the sex work industry existed even before women were willingly willingly engaging in it um but if we're going to talk about these problems and like she like she's trying to make these all out to be systematic problems. If these are systematic problems yes. with men purchasing sex, then we have to address the fact that women willingly engaging in this market is also a problem. I am I am a feminist that is incredibly, incredibly anti-porn. I am against the sex industry entirely. I watched it turn decent men into absolute monsters firsthand directly in front of my face these are men that I once respected that got into a porn addiction and it absolutely ruined their lives it ruins their marriage it ruins their families um whenever we're talking about the sex industry because we want so badly to be seen as good feminists and it's like you can't insult people that are working in the sex industry and it's like I'm not trying to insult them the basic fact of the matter is is that you are willing willingly participating in an industry that objectifies and harms women and that industry despite you willingly participating in it is still having women and underage girls that are participating in it unwillingly and you are propping up that industry by willing participating in it
0: They call it the oldest profession, right?
3: It is. It is the oldest profession. And it was a profession for women back whenever they weren't willing participants in it. And you can't just take an industry that was built on exploitation and built on forced slavery and reform it into something that is so positive and so feminist. You can't do that. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's one of those things it's one yeah. of those things. So, you know, running around in like libertarian circles, you know, Ca- and o- Erico capitalist, like that, you know, sex work is always like, if, if it's between a, uh, a consenting adults to consenting adults, then what's the harm in it? Um, but then also just because that's what I believe, I don't, I can also say that I still disagree with it. Like, I don't think you should sell your body, <laughs> you know, like I didn't, you know, um, and it's not what you told me, Brennan. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Tony, you're the exception. Okay, get that. I, clear. I feel like <laughs> this is the
1: I told you, I have just
0: then got Venn mode for my feet pictures, but i well, just fine. I told you that this I wasn't talking about you.
3: you're the exception tony it's okay okay.
1: tony the exception g (laughs) (laughs) nickname tony the overly sensitive g (laughs) i'm trying to be open to this article
3: (laughs) like the issue is is that like sex is one like it is only one factor of relationships but the, the bottom line at the end of the day is that sex is a factor of relationships it is a It is an act of intimacy, and whenever you commodify an act of of intimacy and you turn it into something that can be bought and paid for, you reduce it from intimacy to simply immediate, convenient pleasure, and Mm -hmm. you reduce what that intimacy was meant to do. And the fact of the matter is, is that we have the studies and we have the statistics that Casual hookup culture has been detrimental to the psyches of multiple generations. We had the sexual revolution in the sixties and everybody since then that has willingly engaged in this idea that you can, you can sell your body, you can reduce sex to a commodity. You can randomly hook up with people and it doesn't matter. It has been detrimental because our brains are naturally biologically meant to make a emotional mental Tether to the people that we have that intimate bond with, and you can't make that go away. It's biological.
0: Yeah, I. It's just that's one of those tough things, especially, like I said before, in anarcho-capitalists and like uh, libertarian circles. You know, it's one of those things like legalizing drugs. You know, mm-hmm. it, the the question is is like if people are willingly participating. And they're adults and you know, it's it's their choice, their body, their choice type thing. Um, but I see where you're coming from as well. Uh, you know, it's it's not a good thing. <laughs> like I you know, it's I I people use drugs all the time. I don't agree with it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not a I and I want them to stop, but who am I to mm-hmm. tell them to stop? You know, and if they're gonna yeah. choose to do that, like I, I, they're adults. Like eventually, you have to make your own choices. You have to, and I agree. I, I agree completely with you that it is detrimental to society, especially just overwhelmingly. The porn industry is like it's ridiculous, and the access to it is ridiculous. So it's yeah. the, and I think it's it's the balance fun. of health. Yeah. yeah, it's having a healthy balance, especially whether it's drugs or this or whatever. Yeah.
1: But not most people aren't capable of having like a healthy, a healthy. Uh, say a, a lot of people struggle with alcoholism, okay? Well, they can't have a casual drink out in public because they struggle with it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people struggle with a lot of different things, and this is definitely one of them. So you can't, not all the same rules apply for everybody, but like Kay was saying, you can't glorify this to young women and say, you're embracing your body here Mm-hmm. because that sets a really dangerous precedent. Like I, worry, I have yeah. a daughter who just turned three. I'm like, I don't want that to be the standard when she's coming out of high school. Like, oh yeah, this is what you do. That's being empowered. That's becoming your own person. No, I want you to try to do way better than that. I don't you want know. that to be... What you're striving—that's
0: like women's clothing right now. Like it's—it's it's like getting so small to the point where I'm like, uh, my daughter's going to be wearing a string Ridiculous. by the time she's 15. Yeah. Like she's a string. Yeah. Like I'm just like, this is insane. Like I mean, there was a girl—I don't know how old she was, 15, 16. She walked by me, and I was like, oh my god, I got to look the other direction because I was like, I—I I was like, I was embarrassed. Like I couldn't believe her parents <laughs> let her when I let her go out like that. You know, I was like, holy <laughs> Jesus, I don't know. But yeah, the—you the, know. I, the, I, the thing is,
3: yeah. is that if you actually think about it, if feminists that are pushing this idea actually took like five minutes to like really think about it to its logical conclusion, pushing this idea on young women is actually completely antithetical to the idea of feminism. And then whenever you research the sexual revolution back in the sixties, you can clearly see how the feminist movement was completely taken over and co-opted to push this narrative on women. Um, and I can't help but feel like the narrative was pushed on women because men wanted women to be less prudish and they wanted to them to be more open to having multiple sexual partners. And that is exactly what happened. And mm-hmm. the reality is, is that majority of women are out here and they're complaining about how, like they did a study a couple of years ago, about women that are part of the casual hookup dating culture. And they're talking about how, like, they have casual sex all the time. They're going out every weekend during the week, sometimes, like, hooking up with guys at bars, hooking up with guys at clubs. And it's like they're not even getting any kind of sexual pleasure or sexual stimulation out of these interactions because men are overwhelmingly terrible at sex whenever they're randomly hooking up with people outside at clubs and bars. Like, we know from science that statistically, you're going to have more enjoyable sexual experience with somebody that you have an intimate connection with, that you've had a sexual experience with before, and that you have trust and bonds with. So casual sex is already not going to be more fulfilling, but overwhelmingly women are getting absolutely zero sexual pleasure out of this. So it's like you're sleeping with men that do not care about you, are totally uninterested in knowing who you are as a human being, getting to know you, investing any kind of emotional or mental power to you at all they're just going to use you for your body um, and then leave in the middle of the night or the next morning, whatever. Like, why? Why are you giving these people access to your space, the most intimate parts of your space, becoming incredibly vulnerable, being in the most vulnerable state that you could possibly be in with someone? And you're just giving it out to whoever, whoever wants it, whoever you think is deserving of it, but what did they do to deserve it? This is entirely antithetical to the idea of feminism, the idea of promoting women to be strong and independent and self-sufficient and value themselves as individual human beings and also valuing our bodies and the power that we have from our sexuality.
1: There you go, all right. Well said. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I don't know if uh, you like affection, Kay, as a, as a female, but uh, a yellow flag is seeming to like or know everything about like or know about. What? Hang on. Did I read that right? Seeming to like or know about everything you like or know about. Okay. This could be a sign of love bombing. Have you ever felt love bombed and did it hurt you?
3: Okay. Um. First of all, that's. Not what love bombing is. Um, (laughs) I grew up with an absentee father. Um, Every five years, he would come around and love bomb the fuck out of me. That's not what love bombing is. I have a husband that knows pretty much every single one of my hobbies. And he, even if it didn't interest him in any way, shape, or form, he learned enough about it to be able to have a conversation with me whenever I want to talk about things that I'm interested in. Because that's what you do whenever you're in a relationship with someone. (laughs) And if they're not interested in what you are interested in, and they don't want to talk to you about your interests. That's a red flag. <laughs> Run away <laughs> immediately.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I love these. I am, love I these the only, am I the only? Am I the only one that hasn't heard of this term, love bombing? I don't know. I don't even know. You never that heard means.
3: of love bombing? No, I don't even know what you that do- means. Basically, love bombing is essentially like overwhelming you with just affection. Like, I love you so much. You're so awesome. Here's a here's gifts. Here's flowers. Here's chocolates. Here's a nice date. Here's a new car. Like, look at all of the stuff that I can give to you because I love you so much do what I told you to do and don't give me problems. And my dad used to do it for me so that I wouldn't hate him whenever he would abandon me for five more years. Like it's essentially (laughs) if I'm going to do this for you, so you don't cause problems for me later. And it can often lead to a cycle of abuse, like flowers because I hit you flowers because I threw you down the stairs. Here's some,
0: Yeah.
1: It's the manipulation tactic, buying stock in what I'm going to do down the line that would normally
0: piss you off. Interesting.
1: But I've already invested in forgiveness. So we're good. I can't believe I've never
0: heard this term before. Wow. I can't believe. Yeah. No, yeah.
1: That's, yeah, I've heard that for sure. Shocking um denigrating your friends and family okay this starts off good occasionally especially if you're in abusive relationships with others this could be a sign of care and concern more often it's an attempt to isolate you from others so i again it's it's one of those points where you're like I, i get what she's going for it's just there's a little bit there that you're like i i don't know you probably didn't need to go there um giving you unsolicited opinions or advice early in the relationship that's more of an like okay fine I can see why that'd be like a yellow flag I could almost agree with that because you don't necessarily know the person that well yet so that almost makes sense
0: yeah I mean advice for sure but your opinions like you're supposed to just keep your opinions Opinions, to yourself you know what I mean like so you don't want to have a conversation ever yeah so we are well over an hour and Kay's having some internet issues. So I think it's a good time to call it an episode and beg her to come back for part two. All right, Kay, uh, where can people find you?
3: You guys can find me um, on pretty much all social media platforms. It's my name, Kay Fellows. I just spell it with a Z on social media. So it's K-A-Y-F-E-L-L-O-W-Z on pretty much everything
0: excellent uh thank you for coming on this was awesome uh i can't wait for part two
3: thank you guys for having me
0: all right talk soon absolutely all right tony where can people find you sir you
1: can find me at the Big Bucket Empire at Linktree slash Tony the Rod. That's the Big Bucket Empire on Facebook, the Big Bucket Empire on YouTube, the Dog and Chicken Show on YouTube, and of course Hazard Analysis on YouTube, as well as the KOE Nation on YouTube. And you can find me on my socials again at the Linktree slash Tony the Rod, uh, Brendan's favorite Instagram. And no. you know, wherever else I decide to pop up in the next
0: coming days. of course,
1: here at Dads Worldwide. Woo!
0: All right, people, you know how to get old me. Brendan at DadsWW.com. Can't stand me. Can't stand Tony. Can't stand. You, you- I know you like K. Okay, let's be serious. <laughs> Come on. Hate, hate mail at dadsww.com. We want to hear it. And uh, we will make you laugh. We might make you cry. Most definitely somehow, some way, are trying our best to make you a better parent. Folks, hit us up on the socials. Thank you for listening. Later.
2: Dads Worldwide. 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 Loyal Worldwide. listeners. Possibly Worldwide. you. you.